You're listening to Blind Entrepreneurship, an interview series podcast that highlights the stories of the top business professionals around the world. In each episode, we explore how entrepreneurs overcame blindness in business in order to execute their vision. podcast is brought to you by Pendulum. I am your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today we have Goldie Chan on the show. Fun story about Goldie, I've been a follower of Goldie's content since day one, or at least pretty close to day one. And on the first few days of Goldie's LinkedIn video challenge, a coworker of mine told me to follow suit and do a daily video just like she did. I didn't really listen to her at the time, and a few months later, Goldie becomes a massive success and a top LinkedIn voice. I've wanted Goldie on the show for a while, and I'm incredibly happy that she finally came on. I love her authenticity. I love her realness. She is genuine, and it clearly shows in both podcast format and the videos that she produces. Some of the highlights of this episode is when Goldie talks about how difficult it is to achieve a consistent approach to video production, and that she wouldn't wish daily videos on her worst enemy. But the quote that stuck with me the most during my interview was when Goldie said, that's part of building relationships is actually caring about the other party. Whether you're creating content online in the form of blogs, podcasts, or even video, think about and care for the other person on the receiving end. Is this content worth it? Ask yourself that question. Is this content worth it? And if the answer is no, or even a 1% chance of it being a no, delete it and start over and make it in a way where you are, in fact, making it worthwhile for the other person. Goldie does an absolutely incredible job on not only being consistent with her content by showcasing that authenticity and care matters most. Let's get to it. Today's episode is sponsored by Penji. Are you in charge of marketing for your business and need graphic design support? Let Penji design anything you need for your business, from a logo to your marketing materials, sales sheets, social media content, and so much more. Penji helps you achieve more with unlimited graphic design support, daily output, and a dedicated project manager, all at one flat monthly rate. We have an exclusive offer to the blind entrepreneur community. Head over to penji.co and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month. Again, that's penji.co. P-E-N-J-I dot C-O and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month of Penji. And now, let's get to today's episode. Goldie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. This is a interview that has been in, my, in the works for a long time, uh, at least in my brain, but on calendar and practicality, only a couple of months. And I'm really excited today to have you on the show to pick your brain about business, life, and everything in between. But before we get into all that, we have to talk about the important thing at hand, and that's laying the foundation. So why are you a qualified expert to talk about building your brand through consistency and authenticity? So I think it's very interesting that most people think I popped up out of nowhere and I just started doing videos and that's it. Um, That's not the case at all. So I've been in digital marketing for over 10 years, primarily doing in-house marketing for tech brands and entertainment. 
um, gosh, what was my last real job, right? Quote, quote, real job. My last real job was head of marketing at a social analytics startup where I ran all of their social media. And then prior to that, I was actually running a social media strategy at Legendary Entertainment, which did such movies as King Kong and things like that. Um, and helping out with their nerd side of stuff, once again, from behind the camera. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit why I guess you could call me an expert, quote unquote, uh, especially in digital marketing. And then in terms of personal branding, well, gosh, I built that from scratch over a year and a half. And um, pretty sure if you've seen my stuff on LinkedIn, you've seen it literally happen, what seems like overnight, but definitely was, I wish it was overnight, was not overnight. <laughs> Would you say that, does that bother you? Uh, I'm, I'm like genuinely curious. Like if somebody were to come up to you and be like, oh yeah, you know, this person came, uh, came out of nowhere. I... I used to be bothered by it, but I always think that when you're bothered by it, it means that it comes from a sense of insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. I always feel like if something bothers you to that point, it means that you personally, unless you were actually wrong, (laughs) you personally (laughs) feel that, oh my gosh, this isn't what I'm good at. Uh, And then the that internal monologue dialogue uh, where you just start getting down on yourself happens. And I think at the beginning, especially when I first started getting noticed, really in the first couple of months I started doing LinkedIn video, I was really upset because people were trashing me and saying, hey, look, this person, she has mm-hmm. no idea what she's doing. Um, I've, she obviously has never done marketing before in her life. And I've, I've had people make really mean memes of me actually (laughs) where they they say this and but you know what i've also done community management for a few years and one of the ways i used to handle and still handle issues within a community is i literally just talk to that person i'm like hey so just letting you know but you know without being defensive like hey i actually had a career or have a career in digital marketing so you know thank you for I guess, calling out this thing that a lot of people have a misconception about, happy to talk to you more about it. And I think always coming from that place is so much better. And, and I think that's just like a, a, a great way to think about it um, and a positive one at that. And I feel like once you start getting haters, you know, you've made it. Would you say well, that's relatively true? <laughs> I, I feel, so one of my friends, super sweetheart, the first really negative comment I got, and it wasn't like crazy negative. It just was asking me, why the heck are you making LinkedIn videos on LinkedIn? And why are you not doing these kind of videos on Facebook? Because, you know, this is a business platform. My friend screen capped that and my response and made me t-shirts from it. Really? <laughs> so I would not take it as seriously because when it's on a t-shirt, then it's a joke. Right. It's right. Not, <laughs> I feel like every, anytime something makes it onto a t-shirt, then it becomes a joke. And my friend wanted me to take it as a joke, as opposed to getting really serious about it and then being seriously upset about it. Uh, and I think it was very, it was a, it was a really good way for me to diffuse it. I will also say I definitely read the subtle art of not giving up, and I'm not going to swear on this podcast, yeah. an F. <laughs> A duck. <laughs> a duck. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Which is what it always comes out to when you text it. So that makes sense, right? Right. So that's uh, that's definitely what it comes out to. So that all, that book was also really really helpful in not taking criticism seriously. 
but I think making light of it, making fun of it, but not making fun of the person is good. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a great mentality is if, um, if you want to put light of something, something, just make a t-shirt out of it. Uh, <laughs> I, if we learn nothing else from this conversation, um, which I'm sure this won't be the only thing that we learn, but I think that's a really important thing to, to say is just have fun at it because I think that's what life is all about. Right. Um, yeah. living your best life, having fun, which is what you, what you do on a daily basis. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I think if you start giving in to that negative energy and not to say no one is positive a hundred percent of the time, or mm -hmm. even sometimes 75% of the time, but if you can not give in to other people's negativity and, and you never know what people are dealing with. I've personally reached out to trolls privately because you don't, you never want to reach out to a troll publicly. I've reached out to trolls privately and sometimes when you just reach out and you say, hey, what's going on? They'll apologize and they will mm -hmm. stop trolling you. And not only that, it's really beautiful. They will become a fan or advocate because nobody else thought to reach out to them and say, yeah. hey, I'm just checking in on you. At the end of the day, trolls just want to be heard, right? Trolls just want to be heard. And if you do it publicly, it feeds the troll fire because then yeah. they're like, oh, my negative behavior is being rewarded and it being rewarded publicly. So I'm going to keep trolling this person. But when you reach out to them privately as a human being, then they aren't being rewarded for that public behavior. You're calling them out on it, but privately. So they don't feel like they're being attacked and you're just talking to them person to person. So that definitely lays a good foundation to authenticity. And yes, we could talk about trolls for as long as we humanly possibly can. But in order to get trolls, you have to be doing some really cool stuff. And as mentioned off camera and in your bio and in the mentions of why we talk today, um, you've created this, I, I, this notoriety from being consistent, from doing 500 videos uh, for 500 days on a platform and so there has to be this level of planning and preparation. So I'd love to be able to hear why you started this um, and then how were you able to prepare yourself for the next day? Because um, you have to have some type of crazy system or at least a very creative mind, which I'm, I, it seems like you do. But could you just go through that, that process with us? Sure. So I'll start with the first half of that question, which is why I started. Now, I've talked to a lot of people and they think I had this brilliant, amazing Gary V-esque brainstorm <laughs> where I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do 500 videos. I got into LinkedIn video beta. I'm going to become a LinkedIn top voice. Absolutely did not happen. Uh, <laughs> what happened was I got into the LinkedIn video beta in August of 2017, I had just left a very, very stressful marketing job. And yes, I'm still friends with the CEO today, so he'll laugh at that. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I just needed to do something for fun. I needed to do something for me that was not based on clients, was actually not a brand deal, was nothing like that. Um, and I started doing these videos on LinkedIn where I started talking about the time I was doing videos that were dissecting pop culture brands into metrics uh, and 
sort of overall analysis of what, what they are in the United States. For example, one brand I focused on was Harry Potter. Another was the train system in the US. And I started doing these videos. One video became two videos. Two videos became 20 daily videos. And for anyone who's tried to do daily videos, 20 is a lot. Mm -hmm. 20 takes a lot of effort. And I think what is really funny is 20 videos, at 20 videos, LinkedIn messaged me. And I didn't know anyone who worked there, but LinkedIn messaged me and they're like, hey, your videos are really weird. Can we talk mm -hmm. to you? And I'm like, oh no, now I'm really in trouble. <laughs> now, oh gosh, like now I'm going to have to stop after my glorious 20 videos. And, they're, and we talked and they're like, so you just are using the platform in a way that wasn't intended, but we're not going to stop you. We just want to keep our eyes on you. And I was like, well, that sounds really ominous, but okay. Mm. <laughs> and then <laughs> 20 videos became 50 videos. And I will say one of the toughest points in my life was not getting from 365 videos to 500 videos, because at that point, I already was in a groove. The toughest point was that first 100 videos because every single day I thought, well, I can just stop now. And I will tell you a lot of my close friends were just telling me, you need to stop. You need to do this on YouTube. You need to do this on Facebook. Like you're, it's not monetizable. Why would you even do this in the first place? So there were a lot of people telling me it was totally illogical. And there were just a couple people who saw what I was doing, who were my friends. And they were like, you, you keep doing what you think is right, as long as you're enjoying it. And for the first 100, it was so exhilarating. It was so fun. I think around video 50 was when Jeff Weiner mentioned me in a keynote, who's the CEO of LinkedIn, and was like, here's some innovators on the platform. And I was like, well, I guess I'm no longer on their bad radar. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then at video 80, uh, the head of video, Peter Roybal, who is now my friend, he he dressed up as me for Halloween. So there is a Halloween costume of me that exists now at LinkedIn, um, which is really funny. But I think over that process, the 100 videos, which was the toughest part, and that's really when you're in the grind, right? We talk about the grind. Everybody's been there with their business and with content creation, it's, it's no different. So doing 100 daily videos, I thought that was really the hardest part because every day I would get up. And another thing that I'm pretty terrible at is I have client work. I have other things I do is prepping and batching videos. Now that is what really makes sense. And I did do a few videos where I batch them, but for the most part, I like to do my videos that same week or quite honestly, that same day. So most of my videos now are vlogs because I like to share what's really going on on that day with my audience, which I think leads into the idea of authenticity as well. So my audience knows I didn't record this seven months ago, right? I'm recording it today because I'm talking about something really topically today that maybe somebody mentioned to me in comments that they asked me to respond to, or just something that's happening currently in my professional or personal life. But getting from day to day, <laughs> One of the things that's most important is having a support network. So like I said, in the beginning, it was out of pure stubbornness that I got to 100 videos because so many people were telling me, you need to be on YouTube instead. You need to be on Facebook instead. Like this makes zero sense. But it was those few people who understood what it was I was doing, which is 
being crazy <laughs> mm -hmm. and just seeing where it was going, those people are the ones that I'm quite honestly closer to today because they saw it from the very beginning and they were so supportive of it. And they, they obviously didn't know that it would come to this point or be this popular or successful, but they were just like, this is my friend and I want to support them. And I think as an entrepreneur, regardless, those are the kind of people you need to keep close, very, very close because they will support you through all your crazy ideas through all your wild this makes zero sense i'm not going to sleep to do it ideas and i think that is one of the most important pieces to being consistent is having a strong strong support network mm -hmm. what about technology because i think that's also incredibly important because i'll just speak for myself i know i i'm in particular um I would love to do videos. I would love to do more videos. I would love to be able to create more content, but the ideas are so many and the execution is so difficult to navigate. And I think personally that comes from a lack of preparation. So I'd love to hear your take. In addition to the, the advice that you just gave, is there any form of technology that you're able to spark these ideas? Like how are you able to just get an idea, put it on paper and then just go? So I, I carry what I call the Goldie video starter kit with me at all times. <laughs> Is this patent pending or? <laughs> Pat TM, yeah. TM pending, um, R pending. Uh, and, and it is this selfie stick slash tripod made by a brand that I'm pretty sure they make like five other products and they're based in China. Um, <laughs> and then also a selfie light, probably same story. Uh, and then I carry my, my Rode, this is the only brand that I will mention, Rode Lav microphone with me that I can then plug into my phone. So I essentially have a shooting studio that I carry with me almost at all times. And I do this because I never know when something interesting might pop up. And then that's a video for the next day. I will also say this, when you're doing daily videos, you start to look out for ideas and you start to look out for people that would be interesting to feature in your daily videos every single day. And like I said, I, I actually really, really enjoy having my videos be more on the spot, be more informal, uh, be more really topical as opposed to pre-recording just a batch of videos and that you slowly release over time. And then your entire channel is just, is only pre-recorded videos. Now, as I'm moving significantly past 500 daily videos, I'm going to migrate my channel a little bit more that direction of being pre-recorded. But that's also because I've built a really dedicated audience that now is willing to watch more of those pre-recorded videos. Would you say that daily videos is for everybody? Would you even recommend it to people? I like to say this pretty publicly, which is I wouldn't wish daily videos on my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because daily videos is really tough. So even if you're doing just say a vlog, you shoot for 10 minutes, you don't even edit at all. Uh, and you just are sorry, shoot for five minutes, don't edit at all, upload, bam, you're done. Even doing that takes a lot more energy than writing, say, a Facebook post about your breakfast or something. It just, video just takes more energy and time. And of course, this is also what I think, which is LinkedIn video is in the early, early, 
early days still. It's really a time to be a cowboy and experiment. So it's essentially early YouTube. Now in the days of early YouTube, it was totally acceptable to post shaky vlogs with no editing, where you talk for eight minutes about absolutely nothing. And that's mm. what's happening on, as I'm sure you've noticed, <laughs> that's what's happening a little bit right now on LinkedIn. You have people who are popping up out of nowhere. They're, they're not really focused on what they're talking about, and, but they're gaining somewhat of a following just because LinkedIn video is still really new. However, as YouTube, and we can look back historically now, as YouTube got older and more mature and more tools came out and more experienced creators kind of flocked to that platform, you see that video content got more polished. Um, you see that the topics got more narrowly focused. And then now you see an entire ecosystem of these creators interacting with each other. And I think LinkedIn video is still so new that you can get away with certain levels, like low levels of quality production work and um, low levels of just being really unfocused and things like that. But as it matures, if, if this community continues to mature, then you're going to have to start setting your bar a lot higher. So the, the bar to entry will become much, much higher. So you will need to carry around equipment with you. You'll, you'll need to actually know how to edit and all those other wonderful things. Do you feel like having this mobile, what, what was the trademark uh, phrase? <laughs> the, start, the Goldie Starter Kit? Goldie Starter Pack, I guess. <laughs> starter Pack, yeah. <laughs> Um, just, you know, if, if this wasn't the, if this was the first time that you brought, brought that up, you know, I just, I want at least 2% of the royalties. <laughs> um, but do you feel like the, the mindset where even though you have it, even though you have this starter kit, do you feel that that, that takes away from living your life? So I will say, because people ask me about this all the time. I will say in the first year I did LinkedIn video, I had to give up on friendships. I, like I, I literally gave up all this stuff to be able to do 365 daily videos because, so I'm in the producer's guild, so I've produced before, but I have never done daily video content before in my life for more than two or three days in a row. So this was an entirely new thing for me, and yes, it, of course it interrupts your life. And every single day, especially when I wasn't doing vlogs like I do now, I, every single day was, was tiring because I was hunting for a new subject. I was trying to shoot content. So almost every single day of the first 365 days, I was really nervous. I was like, if I forget to upload tomorrow, I won't get to, you know, whatever the milestone was at the time, 50 videos. I won't get to 100 videos. I won't get to 200 videos because if I skip a single day, I've now lost the streak. And the best part about having haters <laughs> and having trolls is there were people who didn't like me. And so they were waiting for me to mess up so they could catch mm. up with their daily numbers, right? Like they were significantly behind me, but if obviously if I missed a day, then they could catch up with me. So there are mm -hmm. a lot of people who are just kind of waiting in the shadows, hoping that I would, I would fail. But yeah, it, de de it definitely interrupts your daily life. Now I've gotten a lot better. So now I know how to just really quickly do a video, say in the morning, and I've started reposting some of my older videos. But in the beginning, I really wanted to do at least 
if I was going to do a year, every single day of that year was new content, was original content. None of it was like a repost from a different site or anything like that. Every single video was 100% original. And to do that, you have to sacrifice a lot. And there'd be days where I'd be on set shooting for a client. So I'd be literally doing a 10 day shoot for a client. I'd come back and I'd be editing for another two or three hours because I'm a terrible editor <laughs> on my LinkedIn videos. And then, and then I'd literally like sleep maybe an hour or two and then back on set for my client. So I had to give up sleep and I made that choice really willingly, but to do this many days of consecutive daily content, you have to give up something like there are, unless you have a dedicated team working with you on creating your content, like now Casey Neistat has that and he does daily videos, then you don't have to give up as much. But if you were like me, you were creating by yourself and you didn't know what it really took you have to be able to sacrifice things in your life in order to be able to create that much content. And would you say that the benefits are, are worth, worth it once you're able to get that, I guess that uh, initial, once you're able to get over that hump? I think that if you, it just depends on what are your goals. So mm. I did a campaign that was called hashtag five videos where I encouraged everybody to make five videos in a row. And for a lot of people who participated and they actually completed the challenge, a lot of them ended up now doing like they do one video a month, but they would have never started doing one video a month had they not done the five in a row. And for them, I think just being able to get out there and just pump out a bunch of, to be honest, bad content, because my content in the beginning was pretty bad. <laughs> doing bad content helps you be a better content creator. And I think it does also help you think more strategically because when you're more creative, you are also more strategic. Mm -hmm. So I believe that maybe not a year of daily videos, but if you're thinking about doing daily videos, doing 10 daily videos in a row and really committing to that 10, like setting aside that 10 days or setting aside even a whole month to do daily videos, that's a lot. And that will change the way you think about content creation and probably give you some new ideas for your own business. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, I think this leads to us another, I guess, rabbit hole, so to speak, which is um, interchanging the personal brand to the client side, to the actual business, because you said that you were working with the clients and then you had to edit and you slept an hour and you made all these incredible sacrifices in order to be at a level that where you are today. But how, what would you recommend to the people who want to create a personal brand and how are they able to tie it into a business? So when I started my agency it was totally a fake agency <laughs> because let's be honest, we never want that gap in our resume right mm -hmm. um so i started in august 2017 i started a different agent now my agency is a different agency and it's a real agency but at the time i started kind of a fake agency with a friend just to not have that gap in my resume and the crazy thing about doing daily videos on linkedin is that you attract clients mm. who would have thought so <laughs> I did not start, I mean, I told you the origin story, which is I started it because I literally wanted a creative outlet that wasn't clients. And then ironically, creating content about something that I was really passionate about, 
that I knew a ton about, which was marketing and branding, that and being so authentic and genuine about being like, this is this, I love talking about metrics around the sales around the Harry Potter franchise that brought in clients in the door for a company that wasn't really real, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. And that's why I think it's so important also to think about LinkedIn as a content platform, because people are always thinking about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even still Snapchat, <laughs> Pinterest, and other platforms we're creating content on, but people still don't think about LinkedIn, but LinkedIn has all the decision makers. LinkedIn has people who have money or access to money, to budgets, and creating content on that platform, at least for me, has been really beneficial in growing my business because people are always asking me, wait, 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 so do you do this for a living? And I'm like, no, you can't, you can't directly monetize LinkedIn videos, but you can attract an audience if you talk about something that you know very well, that you're familiar with. And for different brands that I work with, creating videos around their product or their brand identity, those also help with bringing new customers in the door. Mm. And that, that's incredibly valuable because um, now you're able to work with such all these incredible brands. And I guess the next question is, okay, now you're able to create this content. Now you have people naturally reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. um, how are you able to convert them into stable, long-lasting clients? How are you able to build that relationship? Well, first of all, I, I will talk, I will say the first, <laughs> this first thing. So when I first went into my very first meeting at LinkedIn, and you know, now I regularly go visit LinkedIn's all over the world. They kind of are very, very kind to me, which I super appreciate. But that wasn't true, of course, my first meeting. My first meeting, I'm really nervous. I was so worried that I was in big trouble. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're gonna take me off the platform, out of the beta. Um, and I went in the same time as another video creator, actually, who would go unnamed. And that video creator, they told me, I, they were like, I went in for 10 minutes. Uh, I spoke very seriously about my business. LinkedIn will obviously hire me to be a contractor. And then they were like, what did you do? And I was like, I talked for, I think four, no, two to three hours <laughs> with someone who works at LinkedIn. I had like my serious meeting. And then I literally talked for two or three hours with just this LinkedIn designer about his love of protein and chicken. Mm. <laughs> and we did a video about it. Like at LinkedIn, we didn't talk about, you know, we talked about how to optimize their diet. Like it was kind of not what I normally do in my daily videos, but I just loved how enthusiastic he was. And we really didn't, to be totally honest, we really didn't talk that much about LinkedIn. And I think that's part of, that's part of building relationships is actually caring about the other party. Now, of course, it's important to be very business-minded. It's important to, if you're going into a meeting that has an agenda, that you both know what the point is, to focus on that point. But I think there's nothing wrong with also genuinely wanting to enjoy another person, like genuinely wanting to enjoy what another person enjoys. And that's definitely what's happened with pretty much all of the partners that I work with. So I work with, we work Skype, Amazon, or a few, and these are huge global brands. And part of why they like working with me is because <laughs> number one, I'm brutally honest. So if I think something is not gonna work, I'm not gonna just take somebody's money and just be like, goodbye. 
<laughs> Good luck. I'm going to say, I can't accept this money because it's not going to work, but let's figure out a way that it will work together. And then the other thing is I genuinely, I'm an introvert. So I like one-on-one. So when I'm meeting with my contacts from these different places or even from LinkedIn, I genuinely care. Like I want to know how their kids are doing. And that's not just me being fluffy and, and saying that. I genuinely want to know uh, if their wife has a cooking show. I'm just giving you an idea of a contact. His mm. wife had a cooking show. She's trying to launch on YouTube. I'm not as familiar with YouTube, but if there's anything I could do to help, you know, I'm happy to like help give advice or help with equipment ideas and things like that. I think being genuinely actually interested without trying to do the sale helps build the kind of long lasting relationship that instead of getting you say as an influencer, right. Instead of giving you a one-off campaign gives you the ambassadorship because right now I'm the, one of the global ambassadors for WeWork and Mm -hmm. that didn't come across. That wasn't a one-off thing, right. I'm now just one of their global ambassadors uh, for the foreseeable future. (laughs) So I think it's really interesting how if you develop these really beautiful personal relationships that they lead to more long lasting business relationships because everyone likes to work with people they like. There's a great Neil Gaiman quote and Neil Gaiman, of course, is a super famous sci-fi writer um, where he talks about you only need three things to be continually employed or have people hire you back. And of the three things you really only need two. And those three things are one is be likable, (laughs) two is show up, and three is do good work. And so think about it. You only need two out of three. So you can be likable and show up, you do crap work, (laughs) or you, you can be likable and then, you know, not show up on time, but you do such amazing work that people want to bring you back. Or you're not likable at all, but you show up on time and you do really, really good work. And you only need two out of the three. And I like to hope that I can be really, for me personally, I want to be really likable. I mean, I want to do all three. I want to be really likable. I want to do good work and I want to show up on time. But I think there's nothing wrong with really wanting to enjoy other people that you have business relationships with and caring about other people. The likability side, you got down pat. I would say (laughs) that I more so lean towards the other two uh, outside of likability, whereas uh, your likability is definitely, uh, you're on the opposite end where the likability is so high. And I think that's why you create so, so, so great of content is because your authenticity shows uh, your likability shows and your education level and experience and values, it all shows. Um, Goldie, thank you so much for your time this, uh, this morning. We really, really, really appreciate your insights. Uh, I'd like to give you the, just the next 30 seconds, if you could, to tell everybody a little bit about what you have going on and how they can learn more about you, your agency, your brand, et cetera. Sure. So you can always find me and my beautiful LinkedIn videos at linkedin.com slash in slash Goldie. Just my first name. Yes, I snagged that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I put actually a lot of my updates. 
So follow me there or follow me on Twitter at Goldie Chan, G-O-L-D-I-E-C-H-A-N. Or you can find me on Instagram if you're so inclined, uh, Goldie Cylon, because I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica sci-fi nerd, uh, G-O-L-D-I-E-C-Y-L-O-N. And what I'm doing over the next couple of months, I will actually be speaking all over the world and traveling all over the world. So keep your eye out. I may be in your city, state, country, universe very, very soon. <laughs> well, that's really awesome. And, and everything is going to be in the show notes. So if you do want to see how nerdy Goldie actually is, uh, you can go on Instagram. You can go on LinkedIn and find out. She also creates some really cool memes, especially like the last one that you just created. I thought it was really cool. So head over and check that out. Goldie, thank you again so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You've been listening to Blind Entrepreneurship brought to you by Penji. Our guest this week was Goldie Chan. And if this episode doesn't make you want to start rethinking your personal brand, I don't know what will. All right, listeners, I'm sending a worldwide challenge. This week, I'd like you to take a look at your current to-do list, look at it deeply, and think to yourself, is there anything on this list that if I don't do it today, my business will be just fine? Focus on the things that truly matter and the things that move boulders, not pebbles. And when you do, tweet me at GrisbowskiJ or head over to tbeshow.com and drop a comment on this week's episode. You can find more about Goldie at her LinkedIn profile, which is in the show notes. She has an awesome, awesome, awesome Instagram channel as well. You can follow her at Goldie, C-Y-L-O-N, which is G-O-L-D-I-E-C-Y-L-O-N. Finally, you can learn more about her agency at warmrobots.com. As for us here, you can check out Penji at penji.co if you need a simple, easy, and affordable graphic design solution for your business. And head over to our podcast website, which is tbeshow.com. If you enjoyed this show, it would mean the absolute world to us if you were to share this podcast with a friend or share it all over the interwebs. It's the only way that we can cure blindness in business. Go out there and execute your vision, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.